Hello and welcome to Creativize, Strategize and Synergize, a podcast about the business side of being a creative. My name is Chris Scott. My name is Atish. And in this week's episode, Chris helps me craft my story and shows me how that can be used to inform your mission statement. I'm going to be in town the 18th and the 19th. That's the Friday and Saturday of next week. Okay. What do you have going on? Uh, I have a thing due on the 19th, and that's about what it. What do? The only thing I've uh, scheduled this week is actually tomorrow. Uh, oh. Tomorrow I'm shooting a video on a pilot, a female pilot here in Tucson. That's an inspirational mm. speaker. Because she's the so first not- ever female pilot to be, uh, I guess, a certified pilot or pass her pilot's license thing. I was confused when you said pilot. I thought maybe you meant like pilot, like TV pilot. No, no, no. She's a flies planes. Got it. So but, she, but, she's a pilot like flies, flies planes, Roger. But the interesting about her uh, thing about her, I guess she has many multiple interesting things, uh, but she has no arms. She was born without arms. She flies planes and she does all sorts of cool stuff. She takes Taekwondo and can kick boards in half. And she's a motivational speaker and she lives here in Tucson. So I get to go interview her. Oh, okay. Uh, is the interview going to be like, what is that going to be a part of, if any? It's for uh, this corporate gig I'm working and she's t- uh, speaking to diversity in the workplace and working with coworkers that have disabilities. Mm, mm, okay. That, that makes sense. So yeah, we're going to, uh, they want me to fly with her, and I think I, if it's available, I might. But I'm not sure. She only flies tiny planes, and those tiny planes are scary. Don't they have to, like, weigh you for those tiny planes? Like, Because I remember I got on a plane once. Um, where to? Oh, shit. Where was that? I don't remember, but I remember they weighed my bag, and then they weighed me. And they weighed the bags and like all the other people I was flying with. And it's like, what's the margin of error on this? Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't think that I would have to get weighed. I hope not. Although I've been uh, dieting recently and I've lost 20 pounds. <laughs> and I feel pretty good about that. It'd well, be great I mean, to not, have that. Not for that reason. <laughs> but like, let's not forget about the fact that. Uh, for audio listeners that are not based in Tucson, Chris Scott is like six foot eight or some kind of ridiculous. Four. He's, he, whatever. You're fucking, you're fucking so good. I've never had a conversation with someone. I'm six foot one or like six foot two ish. I'm not really sure. Um, I've never had a conversation where I'm like legitimately looking up at somebody. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah. I like it when I Chris, meet people taller than me because then I can stand up straight and look up. Yeah, when does that happen? Never. Uh, rarely. It's happened once or twice. Yeah. Anyways, for audio listeners, Chris Scott is a fucking giant. So it's like I can't even see him fitting in this plane because it's like if the if, like assumedly it has a ceiling to it and he's fucking tall as shit. Like there's no way it's going to happen. Well, we'll find out. I mean, I don't even know if it's on the table. I think the person that hired me would like me to fly with her. And we'll see what happens when we get there. If anything, 
we'll see the plane that was someone gave her a plane, like a two seater plane. So I assume it can hold two people. And if she's a tinier person, then uh, I could balance out that yeah, weight you're saying quota maybe, that maybe. you're worried about, that maximum <laughs> weight capacity. Okay, so maybe it evens out, is what you're saying. Yes. Okay, what I'm saying is that I can't possibly carry this podcast by myself. <laughs> like, there's not... <laughs> I can't do this alone, and uh, I can't make enough material for this alone, and uh, all of my... Like, it won't work. So... Hey, that's fine. If you have the experience of a lifetime, that's fucking great. I uh, applaud you for doing so. But I'm going to be come, lost I'll be, here. I'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, but Saturday, uh, I have, uh, my first draft is due on this feature film that we're trying to produce. Mm. The Dirty Harriet one. It's like... Dirty Harriet. Yeah, so I need to get the first draft done by Saturday. But I'll have an hour free to do some pods in person. Yeah, sweet. I'm uh, I'm mostly going just to visit my folks. And uh, per usual, I'm not telling anyone that I'm here or that I will be there. So, uh, you know, that's you're you're the, you're the number one item on the agenda. That's it. Oh, oh, no, yeah. Saturday is also my cheat day, so we can go get cinnamon rolls somewhere. We can oh. go to Cinnabon. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm so down. I haven't had Cinnabon in forever, and I've been kind of craving it for a while. I think I've only had Cinnabon at the Minneapolis airport, which for some reason is a hub for like a lot of international travel. Okay. So I would say the last time I had that was the last time I went to Holland, which was... 16 i was 16 or so dang that was like 12 years ago 13 years ago 14 years ago that's the thing once once the once the folks stopped paying for your travel which happened once i turned like 18 19 20 you know it's like i can't afford to pay that for those flights so now no more cinnabon so when you went to india this last time it was all you no um, well, that was a special circumstance because uh, my cousin was getting married. Oh, okay. And you had to be there. Yeah. So my dad paid for the flights there and back and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's like I didn't realize, A, how much of a part of the wedding I was going to be. And I didn't realize how much of a part of the wedding my dad was going to be. And then, of course, my dad got, like, upset about something. I don't know. Shit got weird. It, like, Weddings are complicated, as I'm finding out, because I'm trying to plan my own. But they're even doubly so in uh, India's context. Do people not ever tell you anything you're involved in? Because it seems like you just show up to events and you're, oh, you're the you're the best man. Oh, you're the host of oh. uh, with the mostest at this engagement party. Yeah, evidently not. Evidently, people don't feel the need to like keep me filled in on like what's going on while I'm doing it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Super frustrating. Not about it. Whatever. Speaking of that, I mean, I don't think I've made you aware of this fact as of yet, but hey, on the podcast, why not? I hope you realize you're one of the groomsmen, so you're responsible for like doing shit a year from now. Oh my goodness. I'm a groomsman. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Why can't you do it now after I'm doing my diet and I'm 20 pounds lighter? 
Yeah, exactly. So get your tall fucking body into a suit, god damn it. Like <laughs> I, can, I can get into a suit. Now I got to go to a men's warehouse and get measured by some <laughs> 20-year-old kid who doesn't know what the heck he's doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spends way too much time on the inseam. Uh, mm, yeah, probably. I mean, trust me, this is going to be like a fucking... T- not terrible. This is going to be an awkward procedure for all of us because I don't understand why all of these people involved in this process are like so crazy about it like let's let's can't we just all have a good time and relax and everything's gonna be fine yeah i I feel like weddings are i think similar to i guess air airplane like flying on an airplane somewhere okay like everyone always freaks out at airports and on, on airplanes like waiting in line to get baggage checked people are rushing to get on the plane and the people are rushing to get off the plane and there's nothing you yeah. can do there's nothing you yeah. can do Dude, there's nothing I hate more than when, you know, the plane lands and then it's like before they even turn the seatbelt sign off. All you know the what I mean? click. Yeah. Every, everyone fucking goes like they say, oh, welcome to whatever city you're flying into. And then everyone fucking clicks and tries to go. It's like you realize that we can't go until they bring the tunnel to the plane. Right. And then until the those people go in the front. So it's like, why is everyone doing this? Like, what is this? What is everyone's problem? Yeah, that's that. I I always just sit in my seat because even if I stood up, I stand awkwardly in a plane because, like as you said before, I'm pretty tall. Yeah, so I don't know like why my... people just want to stand up and just like stand awkwardly, like they're Alice in Wonderland in that tiny yeah, rabbit house or whatever. One hundred percent, because you stand t- like I can't even imagine how you stand on a plane. Because even me, even me, like I'm standing and like the the I have to like kind of can't my neck like this because i can't fully stand up in a plane you know what i mean so it's like even when i stand up i have to do this and it's like i'd rather not do that i would rather just i'm gonna sit in my seat until it's my time to go the there everyone's opening the overhead whatever the fuck and like i'll just get my bag when it's time to go it's not a big deal i i don't understand why everyone's but my parents are exactly the same way as soon as we get even within you know a couple miles of an airport, they start stressing out. Oh, did you pack the passports? Did you do this? It's like, why is everyone stressing out? Everyone de-escalate. Let's just get to where we need to go and let's not fucking make a big thing of it. You know? Yeah. I think, I think part of it might be that everyone doesn't travel all the time. Yeah. And there are people that have traveled more often. So they're kind of used to the whole situation. Yeah. But in any event, uh, thanks man for inviting me to be part of your wedding. Yeah, please. Uh, I look uh, forward to it, and I will not be a stressed out weirdo guy about it. Yeah, don't be a stressed out weirdo guy about it because there are too many. Like already, so just before this, actually, just before this, I had to deal with a whole lot of. So Tori was like buying a dress and doing that whole thing, and then I was like dealing with her family and like doing all that, and they were stressing me out about a whole bunch of different things. Like, I don't feel the need to register for gifts at all because it's like, I don't need any of that crap. Like, I don't. Get a, a mixer. Get a KitchenAid mixer. <laughs> Why do I keep hearing that from multiple different people? Because they're, they're something like, I don't. The good ones are like 600 bucks. And at what? some point in your life, you're going to get into baking. Or are you going to need to make some meringue for your lemon meringue pies that you love? No, I do <laughs> I don't I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that, man. 
get some decent cutlery and a great knife set. So yeah, you, do you do. realize that's that's three things. That's three things that you're talking about right now. And as it's slated, we have already, which is, you know, hurting me to my book, like deep to my core. We already have probably 100 people to 110 coming. So it's like the, there's there's no. Oh, it's a small like, wedding. Uh, we haven't added. <sighs> Okay. I don't know. How deep into the weeds do you want to go on this? Because I can go all not, day about not deep at all. I don't think that's yeah. a I don't think that's what our listeners would like to listen to. No. We'll do we'll do a special episode about why weddings are basically a real kick in the crotch and we'll we'll do that at a different time. That'll that's be our not... uh, drunk Christmas episode. Yeah, please. By Christmas time I'll have plenty to fucking complain about including all the things that happened today. I'll have, I'll have lots of things to talk about. There's no need to go into it right now. I'll put a pin in that, and we'll, we'll move on that later. But, you know, fuck your KitchenAid mixer and uh, cutlery no, and whatever no, it is. No, no, Get some. They're worth it. Like AirPods. All right. All right. Well, like Put some AirPods. AirPods on your list, too. <laughs> then you wouldn't have to pay for them, and you can experience what everyone else is experiencing. No, no. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Whatever. I'll take it under advisement. I'll take it under advisement. That's that's what I've been saying all afternoon. Instead, um, I think I, I think I need some productive help constructing because I, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, okay. This week got got a little dicey for me. So you didn't get a chance to work on your mission statement or vision statement? Correct. Uh, for multiple different reasons, including working out the logistics of my new job. There's some things going on there, and then there's some things going on. I had to do a site visit for the wedding and yada, 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 yada. But that's all not interesting. We'll, we'll complain about that on the uh, Drunken Christmas episode. Or potentially... Potentially the drunken uh, whatever day, December or October 19th episode that I'll be seeing I, you for. I thought you're doing a sober October. I am, but I've also realized that sober October is okay. Do, do you want me to? I'll do a brief interlude as to why I think sober October needs to end. Why is that? Because I realized it's wasted energy. Sober October so? was originally Sober October was originally created uh, to get this particular. It was created by a group of comedians, and they were trying to get one of their comedian friends to stop drinking because he was literally drinking every day, and yada yada yada, blah blah blah, blah whatever. Not important. So then we all individually create our own rules for Sober October. For me personally, it was to quit booze and to quit caffeine, which are both good things. But I uh -huh. realized that the intent is not as focused as it should be because what it was for somebody else was to actually accomplish a goal. Whereas for me, sure, de-escalating my caffeine use and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm over the hump now. It's like I, I use zero milligrams a day and I'm feeling good. But ultimately, it's not accomplishing what like the intent was. So I think instead, I need to start setting miniature goals at the top of each month and holding myself accountable to those goals 
by the end of the month. And like, instead of it being sobriety, because it's like, I never had a problem drinking. Right. For the, for the most part. <laughs> I never had a problem drinking. You know what I mean? It's like, sure, I love my fair, you know, dragoon here and there. But that's not really an obstacle for me. And ultimately, caffeine, I detoxed it in seven days because, uh, because of the method that I will be releasing in an ebook uh, coming next year, ostensibly. Uh, but that's, that's also not a problem. That was such a short-term problem. And so, uh-huh. therefore, I'm not actually doing something that is worthwhile of that of that moniker and of that time. And instead, I should have been setting myself with like kind of loftier goals and then holding myself accountable to that. Because is that not what the whole thing is about? Don't drink the entire month. So you're setting a goal and then you're holding yourself accountable based on your peers. So why am I not doing something that is more relevant to my practices as opposed to somebody else's? I was setting goals according to some drunken comedian. It doesn't make any sense. Do you know the comedian? Do I personally? Or who was it? It's Bert Kreischer. I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't expect you. It's it's like the Joe Rogan thing, right? Who's that? So, so I know who Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan is. I've seen the man show. Okay, forget about the man show. God damn it. <laughs> I forget that. I forget. No, no, no. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like uh, so, Joe but the, Rogan but, and but friends. But did you like uh, like uh, you just said earlier in your talk about sober October that everyone makes their own rules? So you're just basically saying, I'm just going to make my own rules for every month, right? It's like I realize that the sobriety thing doesn't actually have any impact to what I'm doing. Like it uh-huh. doesn't. It's it's such an empty thing because it's like, yeah, I sure do love a beer, and I would love to go out with. Like the other night was um one of my friend's birthdays and we went out to this uh, restaurant and uh, we, we did all that kind of stuff, you know, did I miss having a beer there? Uh, probably I could have had a drink or two, but did it impact any of the rest? Like it wasn't actually something like, I think I'm being easy on myself is what I'm saying, uh-huh. but I'm doing this like month to something that like doesn't actually ultimately matter. You know what I mean? Well, it just matters to you because you said you were going to do it. Yeah, and yeah. you do what you say. But but what I mean is that like it doesn't cost me anything to go without booze. It's like it's like it me saves saying like, you oh, a I'm, ton of money. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go the whole month without booze. It's like that's such an easy thing for me to say. Instead, I should have done something about um, I should have done something about this. I should have done something about. What my mission statement? I should have done something about that because that is ultimately holding me accountable to something that actually matters. Uh huh. So, anyway, so that's that's my whole thing with that. I'm I'm gonna ride the rest of the month out just because I already started, but I think I kind this of this is your last start, one. This is my last one, and I think I'm gonna start like a monthly cadence on like miniature projects. Okay, that makes. That that's probably a good step for you because you like to think in grand uh, ideas and giant goals. So right. I think breaking I mean, stuff down into tinier thing would be great for you. Precisely. It's like, what is my number one problem? Oh, my number one problem is that I think too like too large, too too like too wide. I'm I'm thinking too wide of a focus. You're a right? wide thinker. You're a wide thinker. 
Yeah, precisely. So it's like, okay, why don't I find narrow focus for each month and I just hold myself accountable to those 30 days? Okay. I think that's a great idea. And I think ultimately what that does for me is it gamifies it, which is something that's also – these are all things that have to do with like the cognitive science behind it. But ultimately it's like why do you think I've been able to uh, do the Murph for 30 weekends out of 52 weekends out of a year? You know what I mean? Or Mm -hmm. like why is it so easy for me to do all these other things? It's like, oh, because I made it a game. So I think what I should do is I should just – break down my larger goals into smaller compartmentalized things and then make it a game. I like it. I think that would be great for you. I think you should do it. Yeah. So, so I guess what I need help on from you, because you're, you're kind of a person because you take an entire production, let's say dirty Harriet, and then you can, you're good at breaking it up into smaller parts because you ultimately own the whole thing. Right. Okay. So yeah. like, which, which ultimately is also kind of a fault <laughs> because, because you try to own too much, which is good in some respects, which means that like, you're really taking ownership over, over the entire project. But at the same time, for something that large, you need to have a decentralized command. Like you do. It, it's not going to, it's not going to work unless you have people who really take ownership over their individual parts. You know okay. So you're used to taking something large and breaking it up into something small. So I'm going to need your help in terms of taking my large ideas and breaking them into smaller kind of compartmentalized things. Okay. So I have uh, my mission statement, which is it, is it worth uh, reiterating or no? Uh, yeah, go for it. It's, did is, did you shorten it again, oh, or is it still three paragraphs long? Hold on, I can't hear anything. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay, there we go. I'm back. <laughs> I had to figure out which headphone jack came out, whether it was from my laptop or whether it was from the actual ear. Okay. Did you shorten it or is it still three paragraphs long? Okay, well, it's still three paragraphs long, but I underlined. (laughs) (laughs) I just realized how stupid that fucking answer is. It's like I underlined the parts that are the shorter aspects of it. Uh... Oh, yeah, that's right. So my mission is to use cognitive science and neuroscience techniques and technology to eliminate barriers to early and co- or to entry and common early stage growth problems. That was my mission statement. Okay. So so as that is, is that already too long or do you need me to do you need me to pull more off or is that good? I I I think you're missing one uh extremely important important component to everything that you're wanting to do right now. What's that? And that's your story. Okay. Who you are and why you are you and why you are the one to resolve these struggles you're presenting. Well, okay. So may I go on a long form tangent and maybe you can pare that down? 
okay, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you you have to like seriously weigh the options. You're like, uh, do it. All right, go for it. Well, okay, so not not super long form, but here's basically my my thesis or my or my whatever. It's like, do you ever see things working in parallel and? They don't necessarily connect, which is what you would call an asymptote, asymptotic, if you will. Yes. <laughs> so I've, I've always had two things working in parallel in my life, and I've never really been sure how to connect these two things up until recently um, when I decided that like my my niche is precisely these two items. So... What I'm specifically referring to is I've always been really interested in uh, psychology and cognitive science and neuroscience. It's what I got my degree in. It's what I've pursued in, in further studies, uh, which is that I'm, I'm interested in the underpinnings of human behavior and the things that like work chemically and physically and electrically that then transmute to something that is what we call human behavior which is something that we observe around us every single day, decisions mm-hmm. and, and, and things like that. Simultaneously, um, I've, I mean, at least since the time that you've known me, I've been interested in what, what I call optimization. And that thing is, is basically like, how do you do something 100% right? Like, how do you become the best at this? And how do you do this process 100% right? The most, like, best way that you could possibly do that. How do you get every bit of return out of every item sent? And that sort of thing. Like, how, how, do, you, how do you do that? Like, how, how do you live an optimized life? So you can see how these two items sort of end up pairing together pretty nicely in terms of, uh, people creating a business and people creating a structure for themselves. It's like, ultimately, what I'm looking to do is like, how can I be of assistance to look at the way that people are structuring their business, the way that they're formatting these things, the way that they're doing their calculations, the way that they're like, basically mechanizing the whole process. And how do I make that the best version of that that it could possibly be? That's what I'm trying to do. Uh-huh. And I think that I have a unique vantage point on that specifically because of the fact that ultimately what underlies anything? What 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 does anyone what what do we even call the economy? The, the, the economy, economy. <laughs> The economy when you dial it down is just a series of transactions and what are transactions if not a series of decisions made by human beings? So ultimately, everything can be scaled back. Like my thesis, my, my idea is that everything that happens from a business, from a sale to a termination to a placement in a job to whatever, can ultimately be scaled back to decision-making ability. And if we can optimize that root core idea, we can optimize your ability to execute each and every one of these things. That's my thesis. All right. Now we need to optimize that. Precisely. It's like, it's like, I know, I know that that's a whole lot of words and that's a whole lot of like mercurial sayings. So it's like, okay, how do we, how do we kind of focus that? How do we, how do we dial that in? There was a lot of uh, exposition in that. 
okay. in the movie scripts, exposition is like boring information. You have to say <laughs> somehow. Yet the, the audience needs to know a fact, like a person's name. Okay. Like, hello, Atish. Good to see you on this Wednesday. You know, uh -huh. when people say weird sentences like that in a movie, that's exposition right. because the audience needs to know those facts. Like when somebody clunkily says like, oh, yeah, of course, you're my sister. Like, whatever. So, so you're relaying like what relationship somebody has to you, even though you would never say that on the phone or something right. like that. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so in my screenwriting class, our screenwriting instructor had this one saying about exposition is that exposition is explaining. And explaining is evil. Exposition is explaining and explaining is evil. Explaining is evil. So you do need to get some facts out there, but try to do it in a creative way. Okay. Don't have a newscast that, you know, is automatically at the right moment at the right time. When you right exactly when you turn on the TV, explaining right. what is going on outside in the real world. Do you realize that this is bringing us back to the original intent of this podcast? Yeah, I know. You're taking us on a crazy tangent. I'm taking this on a crazy <laughs> tangent. <laughs> you just blabbed for 20 minutes about your wedding. Oh, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> well, but, uh, so what I think you need to do is you had a solution in there. I think you need to expand struggles a person would have that you could solve. Okay. But also you need a better setup. A better setup. Okay. You're actually you're actually really good at setups, but that was a bizarre setup. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, the first thing you asked me before when you started your 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 rant about your spiel. Uh-huh. It's like, do you ever feel like you just like have two things that run parallel and they never intersect? Right. That's a great setup line. Because it's engaging okay. the audience. It's making the person think, oh, have I, have I had that same experience? Can okay. I connect with you on this story you're about to tell? Yeah. This next you know, ramble you're about to go on. Okay. But then you explode with facts. Right, and, and I'm I'm going with like a personal narrative, but then also a bunch of facts. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. But also, these facts are very surface. They're not really, like, they don't, like, get down deep to the core as to why you're doing all this. Okay, okay, okay. So, so the personal narrative may not matter. No, it's going to matter. Because people only, connect to your story. People are going to connect, especially if you're trying to get into this where you're coaching people, your story mm -hmm. is going to matter more than your, your programs, your facts, anything you're spitting out there. Your story is going to matter most. Okay. Okay. So, so do you mean maybe delving into like why I'm interested in optimization as opposed to like all these different facts that connect these two ideas? How about, because uh, the first part of your story was all about interest in school, like all your school interests. Right. What, what, so you, were you just interested in, in that because you're, I have to go to school and this is the most interesting to me? Or was there something that happened in your life that made those things interesting to you? Uh, I mean, ultimately it's because... 
you know when somebody always has the answer to something and how captivating that is? Uh-huh. Like, uh, have you ever seen the, the show Sherlock? Yes. Okay. So I think part of the reason, like, there's two key differences in terms of storytelling. Um, and again, not to go on a super wide. This is the problem is that, like, I always go on these broad tangents. But, it's but where like, were you, you going to go originally with that before the two tangents? What's your point? Okay. Okay. Let's, let's forget the two tangents. But it's like, you know how, you know what's compelling about watching Sherlock is that there's like a really difficult problem presented in front of you every every episode there's a really difficult problem and they give the audience like a fair shake at solving it first because they present all the clues they present everything for you but ultimately there's somebody there i.e. sherlock who can who can solve it and who can fix it and who can mm-hmm. do every, everything whatever Ultimately, that's what I'm aiming to do, and I think that I can do that because of the fact that most of these entryway problems and most of these uh, early-stage startup problems are a result of not paying enough attention to these, like the, the background cognitive science and psychological problems that I can solve. Right. You just listed a skill, but it's not something I can hop on board with yet. What do you mean by that? Uh, you're you're uh, like comparing yourself to Sherlock, who's kind of a tool on that TV show. <laughs> and, and, and that's also way, that's egotistical as fuck. So I should dial that back a little bit. But I think uh, what had me on board at the beginning was, have you ever uh, uh, experienced a large problem where you've had every opportunity to solve it and you just can't? Okay. Okay. I, you know what? This, this commentary on this one and the one previous is telling me that I think I'm getting too specific. Uh, You're getting too uh, fact base. Okay. Okay. Keep it's it. facts and feelings, facts and feelings. You have to like loosen up your feelings a little bit. Loosen just up off, the feelings a little just bit. Just off the okay. cobwebs. People call me a robot, but I think we're all a little bit of a robot on the inside. Yeah. Okay. So so less facts, more feelings. Well, like what's the largest problem you've ever solved in your life? Uh, for myself personally or for a business company, et cetera? For yourself personally. It's actually a great question. Uh, I think ultimately the biggest question that like the the biggest question that comes to mind is like um, what what ultimately matters most is it something that like do I need too to ambiguous. keep chasing what too ambiguous right so so I'm specifying like like uh, like what matters most in terms of do I want to keep pursuing job after job after job and just like I'm trying to climb myself up the corporate ladder and make money for XYZ that I can't even explain? Or ultimately, do I want to do something that I perceive as something that matters? Or like like what is the ultimate I guess I guess the question that I'm attempting to solve, and I think I have solved for myself, is 
what is the thing of most importance? Money, prestige, uh, uh, some kind of like ambiguous, uh, like did what I did, like what I did matter during this lifetime and all that kind of stuff. Like that's the ultimate question. Is it not? It's a question for sure. I don't, I wouldn't agree. It's the ultimate question. What? But it's, it's, that's not what we're trying to get to here. I'm trying to get to something where I can relate to what you're saying. Mm. I mean, yes, everybody thinks about life. I was like, Oh, what is the meaning of life? What am I, what am I doing? Is this worth it? I mean, that's something that everybody goes through. I'm talking about that. Like, like that, like that one time you locked your truck, key, truck keys in the, in your truck. Yeah. And where was the spare key? It was <laughs> in my truck. <laughs> right next to the original key. Right. And you came up with a solution where I took your key from you. So you never locked your spare key in your truck with your regular key. Right. Okay. Then I think what I'm trying to do with this, ultimately I'm trying to figure out how I can become the best at this. And I'm trying to figure out how anyone can become the best at what they're doing. Right. So what is a good way to present that? So it's not so broad. Yeah. Obtuse. Yeah. Um, like, have you ever met someone that had, doesn't know what they want to do in their life? Sure. All the time. And what did you do to figure out what you wanted to do in your life? Uh, I had a lot of conversations like this, <laughs> uh, both on a podcast and off. Um, and I tested, retested, applied, reapplied until something stuck. And that thing that stuck is the thing you're pursuing right now, right? Right. Ultimately, I enjoy, ultimately, I enjoy coming along with people and and pushing them on their personal dreams and their personal avenues and that kind of satisfaction is my dream and is my avenue of personal success. All right. I think what just happened right now is very relatable and pretty solid. Okay. So to ah oh shit, how am I going to phrase that differently? This is so complicated. How did you do this yourself? This is so complex. Like I, I'm still kind of working on mine for this movie. I'm worried about this movie. We're going to go out and pitch because it's a, a movie about a woman and it's a female led action film. I'm like, why are you the right person to tell this story? Right. And so I'm, I'm still dealing with stuff like that. Okay. But I think what you just did there was you presented a, a, a I asked a question, but I think you can ask the question. It's like, uh, you ever met someone that doesn't know what the heck they're doing with their life? I used right. to be like that. But then I, I tested out some things. I had conversations. I developed these solutions to where I now feel fulfilled and happy because that's what I love to do. That's what I realized. That's what I love to do. I to see. work out that process. So and I, could, I, I can do that for you. Yeah, because I personally love creative problem solving and that kind of thing, I enjoy and therefore I would be willing to make it my life's work 
to drive people in the right direction to figure out what they want to do and how to create something out of that. How to create something out of Ah, oh, fuck. They're... Ah. This is so goddamn frustrating because it's like I'm, I've got too many half sentences here. Okay. Well, um, half sentence is probably a normal sentence to everybody else. Keep that in mind. <laughs> That's true. I do a lot of comma splices and run on sentences. Okay. Um, I enjoy doing this and I enjoy having these conversations because I was at one point in time completely lost in what I want to do. And therefore, because of that, I enjoy the creative problem solving that comes through helping other people manifest their dreams and what they want to do. I like it. That needs some work. but It does need some I work. Like- but you started with, uh, I think if you started with a question, like, have you ever felt lost in, in your yeah. business? Yeah. I used to feel lost when I didn't even know what I wanted to do with my career. But then I did this, I did this, I did this, and now I feel good about everything. Right, right. Okay. Okay. So ultimately, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see see what you're saying because ultimately what I'm not selling, I'm not selling just here are some solutions to get your business underway and all that kind of stuff. I'm selling fulfillment. Right, because no one cares about the process. Right. It's the end product that matters. It's the solutions. People care about solutions. Right. I'm selling fulfillment. I'm selling satisfaction. I'm selling, you know... Relief of frustration. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 That actually sounds a whole lot better. Huh. Then I use cognitive science to develop a structured blah blah blahs okay well yeah i mean sure to implement on your daily uh, regimen (laughs) okay so i need to zoom out a little bit i think you just need to uh just get in touch with the the why of your mission okay and just Remember that you you need to sell you, not your solutions. So then, what sells what sells the solution? You. Okay. Because you're the one going on this journey with these people, and now you're presenting the story where you're. I've gone through this as well. And you maybe you'll find another example. Maybe you'll find it with a business you've worked with before and some program you did implement, maybe it doesn't have to be so personal. Like, Oh, my life, I didn't know what to do. when I grew up, I was seven. So then I sat (laughs) down with my crayons and made a pie chart. So that actually brings me to a question. Okay. So I have a friend who owns a small business and he's really going through a period of struggling right now. Like it's complicated. Mm -hmm. And I personally believe without, you know, I haven't entirely done the research and I haven't entirely done whatever, but I personally believe it's because this guy is trying to do too much all at the same time. Uh huh. Now I don't want to necessarily 
try and overwhelm this guy and like make him a quote unquote client. Like I don't want to try and sell him on my shit. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like I do think I have a valuable contribution. And if this valuable contribution works, then of course he can be a valuable contribution to me by, you know, I can get a reference. I can get something out of this. I can right, learn something right. from it. And I can push. But it's like I don't want to push too hard. Have you been in a situation where you – you? I, I don't know. I, like it, it feels almost kind of silly. Like you know what I mean? It's like I, I don't have any reason to have this person believe in me just yet. But I can kind of see what's going wrong here. And it's like I want to help. But I don't want to seem as though like I'm imposing my like oh I'm I'm trying to start a business myself here do this you know that sort of thing like right, where do you think right. where do you think that law like line kind of draws because this could be very beneficial to me but at the same time I don't want this person to kind of think that like I'm just trying to use them in that sort of way. That's a it's, a, it's an interesting uh, predicament there. <laughs> yeah. I know every time I've tried to do work for someone, it never works out because mm-hmm. it's, 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 I guess it's, it's the handout part is the hard part. You have to make it be their idea, not your idea. Right. And you have to get them to ask for it and then maybe they'll respect it more. Mm-hmm. Cause I find that every time I offer something to help someone out, it's not respected. I see. So you can't be that direct about it. Right. Well, so to specify, this is a a, a pretty close friend of mine, and he owns a small business, and he's hired his first three employees. Wow. Yeah, it's it's actually scaling quite well. Like, I, I have to hand it to this guy. Like, he's doing a great job. But he's complaining to me several times over the past, uh, like, four or five months about how... You know, he really likes this employee and he likes the performance out of this other employee, but he doesn't like them personally, blah, blah, blah. Like all this different kind of stuff, like basically the management of these three employees, right? Okay. Because this is the, fir- this is the first time that he's done this. Like this is the first, he's actually starting to scale. And so he's kind of trying to focus more on the operations side and just like, how are we going to grow this? And now he's letting the basics of it, like the routinized day to day, fall into the hands of these three employees and from what his complaints are which of course i don't have any measurable data on because i haven't done like i haven't actually been on site i haven't actually done anything like that but based on his complaints it seems pretty evident that what he's complaining about is essentially that he hasn't set hard standards and he hasn't like derived a real firm playbook for any of these employees uh-huh. So they all operate sort of almost independently, like they're independent islands, right? Okay. And it seems like that's his problem. And it's like, I kind of want, because it, it seems very evident, self-evident. And it's like, I want to offer this advice to him and be like, look, if you tell me what you're looking for, I can draw you up something. I can easily write something that would kind of put the standards and procedures in place because that's what I did for Hub. You know, uh-huh. a long time ago. It's like, I can do this easy. But I don't want it to be like, 
you know, I'm, I don't want to push too hard on this. Right. Do you think, do you think maybe I should, um, like we were talking about in a previous episode, maybe just do it, draw up some stuff, write up some stuff and give that to him for free. And like, or do you think that's too pushy? I, I, I don't really know how to navigate here because on the one hand, this could be a big deal for myself. You know what I mean? It's like, right. I could be your first I, client. Right. And, and it's like, sure, I'll work for free. I, I have no qualms with that. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to seem too, uh, I don't want to seem too pushy on this and I don't want to like badger it almost. You know what I mean? So like, how would you navigate this this sort of situation? Uh, I would wait for the next uh, conversation with him where he brings up his frustrations. Mm-hmm. I would present a similar experience that you've had where you've also felt frustrated. Sure. And then present the solution you used. Okay. And then see if he'd be interested in you providing the same solution. Okay. Because, because like, for instance, the whole reason that I'm leaving my current job is because of non-unified performance standards. Like, uh-huh. that's ultimately, when we, when we pull away emotions out of everything and when we dial everything back to what it is at its core, I think that that's ultimately a really big issue. And that's a big issue for management. Mm-hmm. And I can see it sort of happening right now that if this guy's not careful, that's sort of what's going on in his business. His success, client to client, depends on who the customer-facing person he has on at that day, at that time. It's like you you can't do that. You can't leave that in the hands like that, like of of whoever it is. Uh huh. So it's like I wanna. I feel like this is a good opportunity for me to help, and I feel like this is something because early stage company, and it's in its like high growth period. This is the profile of my, like, what I would like to work on. Right. I see a solution that I can provide. I would like to provide it. I just don't want to seem like I'm hunting. So, so okay, so I make it about them, basically. I wait until he brings it up, until yeah. it's a problem that he's relaying to me. Right. And then maybe I say, hey, you know, maybe give me a crack at it. I can I can maybe solve something. You have to present your story where you felt the same way. Okay, which is what you and I are talking about. Right. Okay. And so how my... you feel after you fix that problem for yourself. Right. Because my story is that I've been I mean to, to this day like continually frustrated with without really understanding what I what I want to do and all that kind of shit, but that I find uh, I'm losing my thread. Like that's that's the problem. Is that I always I like try to chameleon myself to what the particular situation is at the time. And you shouldn't have to do that. I think you should be your story should match any sto- any situation you're presenting it to, or any situation you're trying to relate to. Right. Because I I mean I wouldn't be presenting to someone that I just absolutely didn't have any like commonality with. Right. But maybe I wonder if it's also um, you have to over deliver information to feel confident in what you're providing. 
Oh, yeah, that's me to a T. So we got to work on your confidence, bud. <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> uh, not Probably not right now, but probably at some point. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about that in, uh, in that Christmas episode. In our Christmas episode? <laughs> okay, well. But no, I just, I, just keep in mind that you can provide a service. The hows don't matter, but the 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 result is what matters. Right. So just focus on the result. I mean, ultimately, I think what what it is at its core is that I know what it feels like to not feel like you resonate with anything that's going on around you, but to finally feel like you have something that you want to do, and then feeling lost in terms of executing those steps in uh-huh. terms of building it. Right. I'm here to help you do those things. Uh huh. Does it have to get more complicated than that? Not at all. Not at all. I, I think I think maybe that's maybe that's what it is. I felt frustration in a lot of other jobs, and I felt, you know, um, that I'm a little bit faster in speed than a lot of my employers and all that kind of stuff. It's like ultimately. I felt that I know what I want to do, but I felt lost in the processes that I would need to do in order to successfully operate like that. So I am here to help that burden, shoulder that burden to help you accomplish whatever you want. Right. Okay. It's getting there. It's getting there. It's getting there. I'll, I'll, how, I'll how did that feel? How did that feel? Uh, you know what? That was it was simultaneously uncomfortable because on the one hand, I constantly want to keep pushing more like numbers and more data and more stuff. Like I want to keep talking about facts, right? I, I see what uh-huh. you're I see what you're saying. I'm I'm always looking to kind of push facts on stuff because that it, it like justifies my my reasoning for doing this, right? It justifies my background. It justifies, you know, that I'm the person to help you. Because I, because I can give a bunch of facts about my diplomas and all this kind of shit, right? Right. Nobody cares about that. Right. Nobody nobody cares. But ultimately, what it focuses more on, you're right. It's a story, and it's a story that people resonate with because I think a lot of people can relate to that. And the people that I want to help, the service I want to provide, are the people who are going through that very same problem right now. Uh huh. That, that felt good. That felt good. All right. So now let's uh, take a look at that mission statement you wrote. If you can find it. It's in my it's in my notebook and it's got a lot of sentences both on the front end and the back end. Alright. Let's see. I believe if I'm uh <clears throat> Oh man. I've just been writing and writing and writing. And writing and writing and writing. And writing and writing and writing. Unless I'm mistaken. I haven't quite gotten there yet. But unless I'm mistaken, my mission statement is that I want to uh, use neuroscience and cognitive science techniques and technologies to uh, eliminate barriers to entry and common stage early growth problems. All right. Now add the feelings to it. Add the feelings? Yeah, the uh, relief of frustrations, the 
the burden, shouldering burdens. Okay. So having been in a similar position before. Nope. My. Wait, 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 wait. Hear me out. Hear me out. Having been in a similar position before, my aim is to use cognitive science and neuroscience techniques and technologies to eliminate barriers to early and common or entry and common early stage growth problems. Wait, fuck, fuck. I, I had it. I had it in my head. <laughs> I think you need to start with uh, eliminate barriers. Flip it on its head. Yeah, I flip it on saying. its head. Yeah. Flip it on its head. So I aim to eliminate barriers to entry and common early stage growth problems by using cognitive science and neuroscience techniques and technologies because. No. Ah. This is just like when we do our intro read at the end of the episode. It's like, (laughs) no, I, I'm doing so because I have been, uh, you don't need the because say it again, say it again. Uh, I aim to, I aim to utilize cognitive science and neuroscience techniques and technologies to you're, you're already shaking your head. What's up? Yeah. You're not flipping it on the head. You didn't flip it on its head. Okay. I aim to eliminate barriers to early to entry and common early stage growth problems by utilizing cognitive science and neuroscience techniques and technologies. Like, and here's where I put the feelings, but it's like, I don't know how to assemble that. So uh, the burden to el- to eliminate fr- to eliminate frustration and help shoulder the burden of early of designing, building, and executing. Ah. Yep, keep going, keep going. To de- uh, to shit, shit, shit. Uh, to to. Help shoulder the burden in the process of designing, building, and growing an early stage business. I mean, ultimately, that's what I'm looking to do. Right. That's the best one you've ever said. I need a goddamn pen. In these last three podcasts, that was the best one that you've said so far. Okay. Luckily, we've got that on recorded audio so that I can revisit that because I don't have a pen in my nearby, like anywhere, and I need to get that. I definitely need to get that. You didn't get okay. pens in your gift basket from your new employer? No, I did, but they're not they're not in my immediate because usually oh, they're still I do in these the podcast. basket. Yeah, I, I normally do these podcasts at my desk, but there's uh, a couple drunk bridesmaids in in my <laughs> living room. Oh cool. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So I aim to Eliminate barriers to entry and common early stage growth problems by utilizing cognitive science and neuroscience techniques and technologies in order to help shoulder the burden, which that I need to clean up that phrasing, but in order to shoulder the burden in designing, developing, and growing a small business. So the best part of that three-part 
presentation you just made is the last part. Okay, the last part is the is the key part. The last part is I think the part you need to build on just a little bit. Okay. Uh, I think uh, breaking down barriers, uh, maybe something about cognitive science, something like that. Okay. Okay. So, so maybe lighten up on the, the four parts of it, but keep focusing on who, what, when, well, not when, but like the who and the why. The who, the what, and the... Okay. Yeah, you got your who in there. Yeah. You got your why in there, relieving your frustrations. Yeah. But the what, is that what we're talking about? I think that's what we're talking about. Yeah, uh, it's a good one. <laughs> I think that's what we're talking about. Okay. Shit, this is hard stuff. But but knowing all that now, and you're about to have, you might possibly have this conversation with a friend of yours that's yeah. going through the same thing. Do you feel in a better place to present your services? Oh, most definitely. Because you're right. It's like what I do is I exposit too much exposition. Yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. You're right. Uh-huh. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. Uh, there's too much exposition in my pitch because I'm doing too much like defense theory, basically. And you're right. That's not what this is about. What this is about is that like I'm zoomed out. I see some stuff that you're doing from just an entire third person perspective that I think that I can help with. And I think that I can help with this because I've already experienced this in multiple different ways. And let me try and reframe this for you. Right. And that's how I can be of assistance. Yeah. It, it actually doesn't require all this like exposition that comes previous about psychological School degrees, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So it doesn't require that. I know what I know what my buddy is like, you know, frustrated by. I also think that I have a solution. So I I need to focus less about like why I think my solutions are going to be good and focus more about the actual problem solving aspect of it. Right. Okay. Okay. Yes. Stop stop, stop trying to stop trying to defend validating yourself, yeah. yeah. Stop patting yeah. yourself on the shoulder, patting your back. Well, it's hard to do. I keep, I keep thinking that I need to, you know? Just to live, just to survive, just to wake up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but no, you're good. You know what you're talking about. You know what you need to do to solve these problems. You don't need to prove it to anybody. You just need to own it. Mm. Yeah, own it. Own it. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Because let right. me tell you something. I've worked at life coach conferences where there are animal communicators present. And they go off and they solve people's business problems by speaking to their animals. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that to all the animal communicators out there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. There's plenty of animal communicators out there that do great work. Okay. I need to a revisit the audio of this very podcast. I'm going to write down the rough thing that occurred here and I need to make it a little bit more 
tight. A little less ers and ahs and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's there. I think it's there. I think if you just take that third part of that sentence, add a few things to it, you'll be fine. And by a few things, I mean like three words. <laughs> so, so don't go overboard like I typically do and like add a whole nother sentence? Exactly. Just, just uh, expand that third segment just a little bit. Okay. If you can condense the first two parts and just condense those first two parts to maybe two words each and then insert that into the third part somehow, I think that's what you need. And then boom, your mission statement's done. You know who you are and why you're doing this. <laughs> it only took about two, three podcasts. <laughs> right. But we eventually got there. But that's the thing about this stuff. It's very, it's hard work. This is the hardest part of it. But now you're, you're, you're building your foundation up. You're, you're laying down some, uh, pavers to start walking your path the way you need to walk it and you're not just randomly walking left right whatever you know you're being led to because at the moment that's just the hot topic in your head yeah agreed i'm petting a very good dog (laughs) no you're right you're right i it's it's too ambiguous if I allow myself to frame it that ambiguously. Right. I need I need to kind of concentrate down and focus on what are the actual things that I would like to be working on? What do I think I can help solve? Be more concentrated in my approach, be more focused, and then that can actually be meaningful as opposed to something that's just ambiguous and kind of a catch-all just because I think that I have to have it phrased that way. Right, right. And once you feel super established and uh what's a good word confident in this program you're establishing then you can expand to other aspects be like oh now i could tackle this idea that i've had right applying these principles that i've established in this first sector now i can just start growing and building upon that so it's mm-hmm. all connected and growing and people can grow with you let's say you resolve this guy's problem about whatever you can say hey here's another problem you might have you just gave me a brilliant idea but it's so unformed that i don't think it fits into the mission Uh, you know what i'm gonna focus on the mission statement not gonna get sidetracked there you go there we go okay i'm gonna i'm gonna write this down i'm gonna reshape it i'm gonna strip out so much of (laughs) this paragraph (laughs) there's so much stuff here that's gonna that's just was entirely cut out by this conversation but hey that's 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 good good. you you need to write stuff down and then you have to edit stuff down and it's okay that's like that's the process right it it wouldn't be called a rough draft if i was like gonna print that one you know okay be okay with the fact that i'm stripping out a bunch of stuff and uh move from there Exactly. All right, man. Well, this has been uh, incredibly helpful for me. Probably not so much for you, but uh, this is good. <laughs> I uh, I need to. I, I I finally feel like like that's the thing. It's like we've ended episodes where it's like, man, I feel like I need to do some soul searching or something like that. But it's like this is not one of those. You know what I mean? This is an episode where it's like. No, I don't have to do soul searching because like that's actually that those are the problems that I want to work on. I know that that's what I want to do and I kind of know how I want to do that too. Uh-huh. Now it's about refining 
what I already have, stripping out the stuff that's. But even then, it. it doesn't have to be perfect the first time you start putting things out there. You yeah. can refine as you go. Uh, but now oh, you know true. where to start. Now you know where to start. Right. I've got I've got a little bit better of a jumping off point. Right. Uh, You're not starting off at that high dive. You're like two <laughs> boards down. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right, man. This has been, uh, I mean, hopefully this is super impactful and important for listeners because, I mean, maybe as I'm like eking through this process, somebody else is too. Fingers crossed. That's why we do this, right? That's why we do this. Thank you for listening to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, share, and leave a rating. We'd really appreciate it. You can find Chris on social media using the handle at Elephant Scout. You can find me with at Atish Mazish. And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter with at CSS Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at cscottcreate.com. Thank you so much.